Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 but we know the bible says put on the full armor of god we have the breastplate of righteousness the sword of the spirit the word of god the helmet of salvation so you see the weapons are spiritual and you'll see that a lot of them can be put on during worship and prayer shield of faith i don't know about you but it's hard to just muster that up sometimes sometimes you have to worship wield the sword of the spirit wield the word of god and worship and prayer so we battle against the darkness that is our battle we don't see it physically we fight it spiritually and that's why even right now deliverance is a hot topic thank you for joining us here at west side christian fellowship located in leona valley california one hour north of los angeles Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the second part of this uplifting message from Pastor Shane titled, Worship is Warfare. John Wesley once said, Give me a hundred preachers who fear nothing but sin and desire nothing but God, and I care not whether they be clergymen or laymen, they alone will shake the gates of hell and set up the kingdom of heaven upon earth. Are you feeling weak in your faith or desperate for more of God? Tune in as Pastor Shane gives an intense account on the true power we as believers wield when we are filled with the Spirit of the living God. Listen now and be emboldened and strengthened in Christ today to join the fight against the kingdom of darkness and witness the true, living, victorious power of King Jesus today. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. We'll use Biden as the example. My, but my heart breaks just breaks for him and his family and, and just where oh my gosh it's sad and then people on facebook he does not deserve our sympathy you shouldn't be sad over, like golly pharisee alert hello yes we're there's angry about a lot of things but underneath that anger you better have that compassion because that is part of a spirit filled believer not an angry pharisee you've got to have both now, most of the time, it's not like that because you get, but it's like, man, my heart just breaks for these people. It, because the Holy Spirit is not mocking them. Correct? The Holy Spirit residing in me and residing in you is, is angry over sin, angry what's going on, but has compassion, love, joy, peace, contentment, long suffering, gentleness, kindness. I, I don't see too much about arrogance and anger in those fruit there. Well, you just said it's okay to be angry. Yes, holy, righteous indignation. When you see what's happening, when I see that the rainbow flags falling on, on churches and there's transgenders teaching the, in the churches, it's like, is lightning going to strike? 
You know, it's like, oh, that makes me so angry mocking God's Word. But then there's compassion for those people. You've got to have both. And it will, it will really reveal what is in our hearts. I wish I passed, I passed that test with flying colors every time, but I don't. So application for us today, stopping on this word worship because it was, it's profound. They fell on their faces and they worship God. So the application is we are in warfare, are we not? A fight to prevail right now. If you let me, let me just get you up to speed with everything. We are in a battle, of course, for the soul of our nation, for the next generation. Lies are being taught. Lies are being manipulated and influenced in the news and false narratives and agendas. And you remember the time when Walter Cronkite, you know, just the news, non-biased. Now it's like everybody's spinning all these things to make you believe and me believe a certain thing. And then that has huge ramifications. So in these times, in these times, we have to be in spiritual warfare. We have to be. And I know I run into people sometimes and they say, you know, I understand that, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay below the radar. I'm not going to worry about these things. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to get engaged. And, you know, I, I, I hate to rain on their party, but you're already engaged. As a believer, you are in a spiritual battle. They're just don't. If not, find me the verse that says you can be in neutral. There is no verse. There is no concept. Darkness, light. Kingdom of God, kingdom of darkness. So whatever kingdom you're in, well, I'm not. I'm kind of in the middle. Well, then you're in darkness. Well, I'm in, I'm in, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not, I just, the simple life. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to get involved. I want to stay out of everything. Well, that silence speaks volumes. Doing, so you're going to do nothing as you're being hit with the darts of the enemy? As he goes after your children and your grandchildren and you're, you're not going to do anything? What happens if you jump into a river and don't swim upstream? You go with the flow. And as Paul talks about, even in the church, carnality is what? Going with the flow. Lukewarm. When Jesus said, hey, be hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. It's, it's, there's, there's no lukewarm Christianity or going with the flow carnality. Now be encouraged. Nobody does this perfectly. I got to throw that in there every week, right? Don't want people leaving. Say, oh, that's so depressing. It's depressing when I call it out and you don't want to change. If I call it out, carnality, lukewarm living, and you don't want to change, it's very depressing. Absolutely depressed. I'd be depressed because I don't want to be confronted of these things or, or with these things. It's much better now with this church, but I used to have people get up and leave all the time when I first start preaching at conferences and different things. And I don't do it. To, I don't want that. That's not my goal. But conviction sometimes can be so heavy with the Word of God. So heavy. Because it doesn't give us an alternative. It's not like obey if you want or not if, you know, just kind of, or you can be in the middle, back to neutral. It's, it's explicit on these areas. 
In Ephesians 6.12, I actually use the Amplified Bible. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, okay? So for those who want to stay in the middle, remember this, your struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Now, of course, we don't fully understand it because we, we, we live, we don't live in the supernatural yet. We experience it. We live in the world, but our battle, okay, so my battle's not here. So my battle with a certain person, um, that, you know, you're having conflict with, it's not, that's not necessarily the battle. The battle is taking place in the spiritual realm. So if this person isn't a believer, the enemy's planting the seed, planting the seeds or the fiery darts and, and he's getting, and he's getting worked up and taking it out against you. And that's what happens to me too. Or even as a believer, fiery darts, fiery darts. Don't we also deal with those fiery darts up here? I can't tell you how many times Christians just stop talking to Christians or stop going to church because they've been offended. And that offense is a fiery dart. Let me encourage you, deal with it. Deal with it. It doesn't mean you'll be friends again. It doesn't mean you'll go back to that church again. But at least you dealt with it. It's not Because that fiery... What happens... Remember in the olden days when they, they got shot with an arrow? If they left that in their, in their, in their, uh, in their skin... Or in their, they just left that metal or even that bullet, it becomes very toxic. It becomes, actually, you can die because of it or get gangrene. They have to remove the limb. And that's what happens if you keep that fiery dart in your heart. It just keeps festering and it's, it gets toxic. It gets, it, get, you, it gets sick and spiritually sick because God does not want us to hold on to these areas. So that is our fight. Of course, we don't quite understand it, but we know the Bible says put on the full armor of God. We have the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, the helm of salvation. And we, we have all these. So you see the weapons are spiritual. And if you look at them, take some time and look at those in Ephesians, uh, and, and you'll see that a lot of them can be put on during worship and prayer. Shield of faith. I don't know about you, but it's hard to just muster that up sometimes. Sometimes you have to worship. Wield the sword of the Spirit. Wield the Word of God in worship and prayer. So we battle against the darkness. That is our battle. We don't see it physically. We fight it spiritually. And that's why even right now, deliverance is a hot topic. You guys seeing that a lot? Deliverance. Deliverance is a hot topic. And I'm not going to go into a message on that, of course. I just did a, a podcast. You can watch it. But just to, just to give you a little snapshot, because it is important here as we're struggling with the spiritual battles. And if you have kids at home or grandkids, or you know that sometimes there's, there's a spiritual battle going on. And so as believers, can we be, the word is demonized. It's not, a, it's not possessed in the Bible. We, the, I think it's a new, the King James actually translated it possessed. And so maybe it meant something to them 400 years ago. But to us, what does that mean? You know, robot. I'm possessed. So I have to do whatever, you know, I heard voices. So I have to follow those voices. 
But the word actually is demonized. They have a demon. So, how, hmm, how do I have a demon? You know, that, and that, of course, that opens up a whole nother debate. And, and with this topic, you don't want to get too far out there and start, you know, saying things that the Bible doesn't say. But we know that a demon in Ephesians, start, start at actually Ephesians 1. Do not give a place to Satan. Do not give a place to Satan. Okay. A foothold to the enemy. Huh. Resist the devil. So if I'm resisting, that tells me there's some pressure. So that's why we don't say possession, but oppression. And there's a, there's a pressure, so I'm resisting. So not only is the flesh against me, hello, just, just without the devil, the flesh doesn't, doesn't really like God. It's an enmity with God, at war with God. So the flesh wants to be satisfied. And often that's not a good thing if it's out of those boundaries. Isn't it interesting how the flesh, like some things are great eating, hello, but if it's taken to the extreme, and did you guys know that sex was God's idea? Not Hollywood? Did you, did you know that? Just, just telling you. Just like a fire, it's wonder in the, wonderful in the fireplace, but get it on the living room floor and you have problems. So all these things, that's where the word perversion comes from. It takes what is straight and they pervert it. And so that's what the enemy does. He takes what God has made straight, truth, and perverts it. And so I believe as Christians, we are oppressed. We can be harassed. And so it comes up with deliverance. Okay, well, we can pray for that. Maybe sometimes that oppression needs to be lifted. And we would love to pray for those people in the prayer room. Sometimes it has to do with their spiritual health, where they're at spiritually. Sometimes they've opened a door to the demonic. You know, right, if you open a door and you allow, you give Satan more more um yeah more 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 ground into your heart uh, for example in studies and when i taught on this i might ta- ta- touch on it again um with you open the door with pornography as a christian you see often anger is a manifestation you're angry more because maybe shame guilt you know but now there's now there's an open door now now burst out why i haven't i haven't been angry in year what is going on and anger now is and and there's an open door now to where maybe maybe you want to go back to something you walked away from because there's an open door now the influence is even greater so it, it's a very interesting topic and the debate is often over the definition, but I believe that we can be harassed, attacked, and we have to wrestle against. Look at these terms. We wrestle not against what? Right, we're not going to get in a wrestling match with people. But we do, well, how, how am I going to wrestle with a demonic, with a demon? Or, uh, hmm, not physically. So, possibly, could it be that, that, that something can come upon someone and, and oppress them? And really, and, and we see that, and not only through Scripture, we see it a lot over the years in the prayer room. Where people just get in the just, this, 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 this oppression or this fear and anxiety or this, I can't stop 
You put in the, you put in the, uh, you fill in the blank. And so, and we pray for them and something is lifted. It just happens all the time. So we know not only, not that we would use that to interpret scripture, but you look at that through the lens of scripture, oppression, fighting, wrestling, and you can see, okay, I can see how this really could, could happen. And as that person is feeling that, that oppression and, and, and it, it's, it's lifted. Sometimes what happens is there's normal fear and anxiety that the flesh will have, but then the enemy can, can even pump in more with those fiery darts. And so when, I think it's a misunderstanding. When you pray for something to be lifted, it doesn't mean you'll never struggle with that again. Like depression, you know, if it's, if it's lifted doesn't mean you might not ever struggle with it again. I remember, I've got to go and look. It was right when I came back to the Lord on the radio, a pastor by the name of Steve Shell. Anybody heard that name? One of, one of really, really well-known, uh, I think, within Foursquare circles. He, KTLW aired his... And I'll never forget, he was a pastor. And he would deal with depression. Like he would go home from church and go in the room and close the door for three or four hours. And his wife would say, hey, you know, the dad's in there, don't, don't bother him. And he would deal with this, this incredible depression. I'm going to try to find that message because it was so profound. Spurgeon dealt with it too, and others. But with Steve Schell, sometimes it was hard to preach, you know, the depression. Um, because when, most of you don't know this, but when you come up here, <laughs> you kind of got to have some things worked out in your heart, right? You got to kind of go up in a good mood and, hey, I'm going to be here for a while. And I know I'm not feeling that great. I'm not feeling it. I hear that a lot. On, I just didn't feel it in worship today. <laughs> well, what does that mean? I just didn't feel it today. And you got to be on your best behavior and smiling. And, and so it's tough. So anyway... Anyway, I'll never forget this. It was probably 20 years ago now. Fighting this depression, he goes to this pastor's event, and he's in line for, for food and just kind of... Because you know, if you've ever had that, it just it kind of follows you. That, that depression, it's, a hard, it's like a cloudy day. And that's why people say that. When I, when I visited Washington, it was depressing. And I'm usually not a depressing guy. But just cloud and rain for three days, like, I can see why people don't like this. And some sunshine. But anyway, so he's in this meeting, or this line eating food, and this couple turns around and she says, uh, you know, her, her husband's a pastor and she's a pastor's wife, and, uh, and there's just so much joy. And it kind of bothered him. Doesn't bother you too when you're struggling through something and, Somebody else isn't? Why are they so joyful? And he goes, oh, and she, they're just talking, and he's like, well, where's your church at? And he said, oh, and, and he's like, I haven't heard of that one. Go, yeah, we're just, we're just a small church of 30, 40 people, and, and it hit Steve. He was, he was worried about, he was always on, on the, carrying around this weight of numbers. And, and, and carrying in the depression was a manifestation of his heart. And so once he, you got to hear his words, he almost tears up. Once he repented of that and said, Lord, I want the joy of your, and he had like a thousand people, but you know, you're always keeping up with the Joneses sometimes. It happen, it can happen in our hearts too. You know, I came out, I came back from a sales background and that's how they measured success for years. 
Shane Eidelman, top of the list. Shane Eidelman, number third. Shane, numbers, 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 numbers. Always. And so you have to pull away from that. And so he repented and never suffered from depression again. And, but see, that was the stronghold that the enemy brought in more depression on that one area. Worried about appearance. Worried, rated himself on numbers. Rated his, and it was just amazing to him telling that story. And I've heard of many other Christians who said, when I finally just let go and trying to control uh, my family, the depression lifted. You ever heard that term, helicopter parents? Or helicopter mom? Have you heard that before? What does it mean? I'm hovering over my kids. And I'm not going to let them do anything. And I'm just hovering. I'm a helicopter. And it can be very depressing. Because there can be an aspect of control in there. So there's so many things. That's why we have to let God show us. Let God reveal if there's something in our hearts. What about Paul's thorn? I don't know if we have that verse in, in 2 Corinthians 12. I don't think we have the verse, but I might just have the reference. But, oh yeah, Paul's thorn. Did you, have you ever thought about this? I mean, this, I like, I, I read lots of commentaries. Nobody seems to know what the thorn is because thank God, you know, we all can relate. But a messenger of Satan, the apostle Paul. So all these people say, oh no, a Christian can't be harassed by a demon. They can't be delivered. Nothing. Well, what, what happened with Paul? A messenger of Satan was given to Paul for the buffeting of his flesh. Now you can read, he, he, he was taken up into heaven, had this incredible vision of things that he can't even utter. And a, this thorn, whatever it is, could it be a physical ailment or could it be a, a I mean, anything. You got, if you struggle with anything, you call it a thorn, right? No matter what it is, a lust that, that there's an addiction, that's a thorn in my flesh. And he prayed, prayed and prayed and prayed, God, please take this away. Paul, the Apostle Paul. And God said, my grace is sufficient. Now that doesn't mean that Paul caved in to the thorn. Hey, God's grace. Actually, it's the opposite. My grace is sufficient to get you through. In this weakness, you will become strong. Be careful of anybody who doesn't think they have a weakness or they're overly spiritual. It's that limp that will not leave that keeps you humble. Have you ever had that? Oh, every pastor better have a limp. That weakness keeps them humble. If it wasn't for the grace of God, there go I. God, please take this away. Please take this away. Some of you probably came in this morning, please take away this desire for alcohol or marijuana or pain medication or pornography. God, please take this away. Take away this anger. Take away this stronghold I have. Could it be that he's saying, my grace is sufficient? And that doesn't mean continue in it. Actually, Paul, there's a discourse where he says, well, should I sin more now that grace is even more present? He goes, God forbid. All that means is, God, take this away. Take this away. But even if you don't, even if you don't, I will not cave in 
This temptation is not going to overtake me. God, your grace will see me through. Your grace is covering me. I'm not going to live in shame and guilt. And you don't cave in anymore, but that, that grace covers that past. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship.